Hello, and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. We are a very expressive family at my house. For the most part, stories involve gestures, animated speaking, laughter, voices, and more. So when it comes to text communication, I have definitely taken all of this and translated it into emojis. To my mind, there is some sort of link between emojis and pictographic languages. I think of hieroglyphics and feel that our emoji-sprinkled storytelling isn't too far afield from this method of communication. It is interesting to me how an emoji can dictate the tone of a text message to the point that if you include a period, it can make a phrase sound serious and almost intimidating, but throw on a smiley face and it becomes clear you mean it with a warm or funny tone, for the most part. Which, like, is hard for me because, you know, I write a lot, so I try to practice grammar and it just comes across like super, super straightforward and blunt and possibly mean, I hope not, but like I just use grammar. I don't know. So I use a lot of emojis to try and like, I don't know, soften the blue of my very direct speech. I will freely admit that I use a lot of emojis and like, don't even get me started on GIFs, GIFs. I don't know. I know everybody pronounces it GIF. I prefer GIF. I just do. Or I don't remember at this point anymore which one's right, but I just know that I say the wrong one. So there it is. It's actually a problem though, because I think in terms of pop cultural references and movies in particular, like I grew up just movie quotes were a part of my vernacular. That's how I interacted with people was half of it was movie quotes and nobody actually knew that all the time. So I probably just sounded really weird. Basically though, with the introduction of gifts, this became like an expressive freedom that I never thought would be possible. And I have to exercise great restraint in my daily communiques with people so as not to overwhelm them with all of my gifts and emojis and everything. Regardless, it's time for a little bit of love for the emojis in our lives. So I worked for a nonprofit at one point, uh, Family Search, and worked on their Roots Tech team. And we had a particular year that we had the show in person still, but the building that we were hosting the show in was under construction, which meant that a large number of the bathrooms were unavailable to attendees at that time. And so we had to bus in these portable bathrooms. And they were portable bathrooms, not porta potties. Like some of them were entire rooms. Like it was, you know, it was schnazzy, schnazzy bathrooms. And I was tasked with making the announcement of <laughs> explaining that there would be fewer bathrooms as they were used to for our attendees and explaining how to use and queue for the other bathrooms that they would have access to. So because of that, for my, um, my bathroom writing, I was gifted the poop emoji as a hat from my team to celebrate my ability to write comedically about bathroom problems. Which, I mean, I love it, honestly. It's, it's fantastic. So that was a great gift. Thanks, guys. But back to emojis. An emoji is built to give us emotional cues to an otherwise very direct message in text. An emoji is different from an emoticon. Emoticons are built using regular characters like semicolons, parentheses, etc. to create a face, personage, and so forth. Whereas emojis are actual pictures which can include things from faces with various expressions to pictures of objects, animals, plants, people, so on and so forth. The word emoji, which originally meant pictograph, comes from a Japanese word combining the a, which means picture, and moji, which means character. Apparently, it's a coincidence that emoji or emoticon sounds similar to the English word for emotion. Go figure. Just a happy, serendipitous moment there. Before we get to emojis, however, we need to take a moment for the emoticon. 
The first emoticon was a suggestion from a computer scientist by the name of Scott Fallman in 1987. His suggestion was to use the colon, dash, and parentheses to make a face to replace a word. Fallman's suggestion wasn't the only conversation around replacing language, however, with different symbols. In the 1960s, this was actually a topic of great discussion, with Russian novelist Vladimir Nabokov suggesting a similar structure for a smile as Fallman's. In 1972, Bruce Perello's Plato IV was the first e-learning system, and it also used a system of pictographs. But this system didn't really gain a whole lot of momentum and was not popularized and therefore didn't pick up, really, in, like, the general public's use. Fallman's system used letters as well as grammatical symbols. The French company Alcatel launched a phone that used a large smiley face in its welcome message in 1995, which was yet another step forward in mainstream emoticons. Later in 1997, the J phone was the first phone to come with a package of a robust 67 emojis available, including phases of the moon and a poop emoji. Although it wasn't the arguably cute poop emoji that we're used to today, as that one included flies. Emojis were first developed for Japanese phones in 1997 and grew exponentially in popularity around the world in the 2010s. It was about this time that the emoji was added to a number of different operating systems, allowing for more global usage. In 1999, things really took off with Shigetaka Kurita's creation of 176 different emojis. These emojis were meant to set NTT Docomo's eye mode apart from everything else out there on the market at the time. Kurita has said that he drew inspiration for his emojis from Japanese manga, Chinese characters, and general street signs. You can check out Kurita's work at the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. Although the yellow smiley face we're used to today didn't directly come from Kurita's designs, many of the other emojis that we use on the daily can be traced directly to Kurita. The iMode service is also where we started to see the use of emojis in messaging. iMode had 40 million subscribers by 2004, exposing millions of people to emojis. Due to the rising popularity of emojis, other companies began making their own. Emojis at this point weren't unified across the board. Each company came up with their own designs. It took some time to include Japanese emojis in the universal coded character set. The Smiley Company launched in 2001 and aimed to allow users to include a variety of smiley faces and emojis in emails on desktops. From 2004 onward, United States and European companies began discussing how to create their own emoji sets. This led to Apple, Google, Japan, and European providers working together to create a unified set as Google had requested or suggested this to Unicode. In 2007, we had the first draft of unified emojis written up by Mark Davis, Kat Momoi, and Marcus Scherer. In 2008, both Apple and Google began to include emojis in their products on the iPhone and in Gmail. Japanese emojis continued to lead the game, and many Apple users found out that they could gain access to these emojis by downloading Japanese apps. Demand grew. In 2010, Josh Gare found a way to change the keyboard in settings for iPhone using an emoji app that he created. Eventually, in October of 2010, a set of 722 emojis were agreed upon by Europe, the United States, and Japan. The emoji keyboard for Apple products became available in 2011. Over the years, more and more changes and innovations came to the world of emojis, including more animals, sports, places of worship, skin tones, facial expressions, and more, until in 2017 there were 2,666 emojis listed in Unicode. 
Different countries and cultures have different, unique emojis that serve their needs best, putting pressure on developers to try to meet everyone's needs. Emojis took the world by storm, with the crying laughy emoji, more officially called face with tears of joy, being named the word of the year by the Oxford Dictionary in 2015. A study in 2017 from the University of Michigan found that the most popular emoji was the face with tears of joy, followed by the heart and heart eyes emojis in the United States. While in France, the heart emoji was the most used. In Australia, the Czech Republic, and France, they used more happy emojis, as opposed to other countries that used more negative emojis. Emojis have become so much a part of our language and communications these days that various forms of research and conversation have evolved, with some exploring whether or not emojis can be used as evidence in courts of law, and others have trained AIs to use emojis in understanding communications, like with tweets with the Deepmoji algorithm proving more accurate than human beings in identifying which tweets were spoken with sarcasm, all because these AIs learned about emojis. While the computer can do it, it seems that we as humans sometimes can still misinterpret the meaning of emojis we send to one another, so I'm sure we will continue to improve and tweak these emojis. We're still learning how to communicate effectively, but regardless of the journey from facial expressions and gestures in person to punctuation to emojis, we are continuing to hopefully improve our understanding of one another. And emojis have definitely been a fun and often effective way to facilitate communication and understanding, even if we don't always get it right. And for that, I'm grateful. Insert tears of joy emoji. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.